Willow Astor, and this week on Living in the Pages, I speak with New York Times bestselling author Sky Warren. We discuss coaxing out the story, work ethics, mutts, and saying y'all when necessary. Hello, Sky. Hi, Willow. How are you? Hi, I'm doing really well. How's your day been so far? It's been good. Kind of busy, but really good. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you. I'm so glad you're here, too. Congratulations on the evolution of man. Thank you. Okay, I was trying to count your books. Is it 32? Is this the 32nd book? It's probably about that. Yeah, I think I did cross the 30 mark. Oh, my word. Yeah. How in the world? I don't really know. And I have to tell you, so The Evolution of Man is my last release, and it pretty much broke me. Oh, no. I know. Writing it was harder than like sort of any book in memory. Why do you (laughs) think? What what happened? So I kind of know what happened um, a little bit, but it was was tricky because it just kind of feeds into the way that our own sort of issues and things feed into our Mm -hmm. books. So even though I've actually written a lot of serious topics and even like dark topics, and that was sort of what I was known for at the beginning, I actually have um, avoided the topic of just like mothers and Mm. characters who have close relationship with their mothers. And I knew why it was because I have a particularly like tough relationship with my mother. And so Mm. I just kind of avoided it. And then when I started writing the duet, I said, you know, I really think that this character would be close with her mother. I just think that that is right for her. Mm -hmm. And I think that I'm ready to write this and, you know, and it will be fine. And so then I wrote the book and that book actually went okay in terms of writing. It, you know, it went well, like like a regular book for me. And, you know, and she was close with her mother. But the conflict of that book, I'm going to get like a tiny bit spoilery here because I I kind of (laughs) knew to talk about it. (laughs) So the conflict of survival of the richest is that her mom is, you know, does have cancer and she's, the mother has decided to stop treatment because, you know, of the, of the side effects and things like that. And, Mm -hmm. and so Harper has to come to terms with that, like basically accept her mother's decision. Like she's fighting for her to change her mind. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, she, she has to accept her mother's decision and that's how survival of the richest ends. And then I started, like I sat, I somehow wrote it like without thinking about it too hard. And, um, you know, when I sat down to write the evolution of man, I'm like, okay, well, if someone has, you know, terminal cancer and they've stopped treatment, like there's only one thing that can happen next. Mm-hmm. So I just wrote myself into a corner here oh. and had, yeah. And I had to deal with like just the hardest, the hardest thing. I mean, writing the hardest thing that I had that I had basically managed to avoid writing for 30 books. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. And so it was really, it was really hard for me. Um, and like I said, I mean, I've dealt, I'm, it's not like I've written lighthearted books up until now, but just that particular issue and, and some of the stuff that was going on in my head, mm-hmm. I had been sort of like tucked away. Um, I actually have a really gorgeous, I'm sitting right next to it right now. I have a really gorgeous painting of, of a girl with Pandora's box. So that's kind of how I see my writing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I got to the point where I was going to my favorite writing cafe that is my trusty place to go when I'm on a deadline and need to get words in. And I would sit there for hours and then I would leave with just like a paragraph. Oh, 
what are you used to writing? You know, if I'm if I'm in a serious writing mode, I mean, I would have expected to do maybe a thousand at that shop and then go home and even do like one or two thousand more mm-hmm. once I was sort of on a roll. And that didn't happen. Like I left with that paragraph and then just could not write at night. And so I actually had the book on pre-order and um, had to push it back. Oh, um, and that's so stressful. <laughs> yeah, which I've never had to do before. I felt really bad about it, but um, but I did it. Um, it was even to the extent that I ended up getting, uh, over the course of writing this book, I ended up finding a therapist and saying things out loud that I've like never said in my entire life. Wow. Just so I could write this book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I have to tell you, the amount of relief that I have written it and it is done I is bet. Like incredible. Did you know the ending for the book when you wrote it? It was it was actually interesting for a different reason. I thought at first that when I was having trouble that maybe that was why because it was also the first like love triangle that I wrote where not just where there was like a secondary love interest, but where, you know, a reader could really root for the other guy. Right. So that actually changed sort of the shape of the story compared to sort of um, other, you know, romance novels with just uh, the main hero and heroine. So those two things did make it a really unique writing experience for me, which honestly was why I decided to write a love triangle. Like I, I like that challenge, yeah. but maybe pushed it a little hard for myself without meaning to. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm glad for you too then that you're done with that. It's hard when it's complicated like that. Right, right. Yeah. The flow state definitely feels so good and some really good writing can come out of that. But this this book was written a different way. <laughs> it was the opposite of the flow. Wow. <laughs> with having so many and I just I wanna know what your work ethic is like because I feel like you're on top of it. <laughs> It doesn't always feel that way from the inside, but I do tend to actually write about four or five books a year. And and sometimes I'll add in like one or two novellas or Mm -hmm. sometimes not. Mm -hmm. And so, and so I've actually tried writing faster and then I've told myself I'm going to slow down and it still ends up being that. So it's almost like, it's like my brain is just telling me, this is what you have inside you. Stop finding it, you know? (laughs) How long have you been writing? I started writing, you know, I kind of wasn't one of those who wrote from the very beginning. I wrote my first book, I think maybe started in 2010. And then I first um, self-published at, at the very end of 2011. Okay. And and before that, I actually did, I was a computer scientist. So completely oh left brain. Right. Wow. <laughs> it was a change. But, you know, I had focused, I, you know, of course, like, um, you know, went to college for that and then worked in that industry for a while. So I really, I think my, you know, my right brain was like, you know, ready to take over at that point. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> I have some catching up to do on your books. I've read the Endgame trilogy and love it. Oh, thank you. And Survival of the Richest. I still have to read The Evolution of Man, which I'm excited to read too. What are you working on now? So I will just say Survival of the Richest is a love triangle and The Evolution of Man is book two of that. Mm -hmm. Um, And without getting um, too spoilery in a love triangle, what typically is going to happen is, you know, one guy is going to win. And so I did ask my readers, 
at the after the evolution of man, I said, did you want the other person to get a book? And they were pretty unanimously like, yes. Also, we're going to be really mad if you don't write it. So, <laughs> so, I, so I said, okay, okay. I think, I think that's good. <laughs> what would you tell someone just starting this career or to someone who might need to revive their career? I would put those in pretty different categories for me personally. Mm-hmm. So if someone is just starting, I would say, um, focus all on the book, focus all on what you love about it and the story that only you can tell because there's so much time later to worry about the whole career side of it mm-hmm. and, you know, trying to keep up with demand or, or reader expectations. And this is when you're just starting, this is your time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't like suggest that anyone sort of give that up in favor of trying to like build your platform early, stuff like that, because I just kind of feel like I feel like it's not going to be that effective without actual books that people can try. Yeah. And then, yeah, you're giving, you're giving up that time that is for yourself. And there's a lot of like discovery that happens early on. Like when I started writing, it was actually sort of before like sort of darker books had taken off. Mm -hmm. And um, so I was, I was, I was quite sure that I could write lighthearted erotic romances for people. And that would be the most popular type of book I could write. Mm -hmm. And I was very wrong. (laughs) I determined (laughs) that <laughs> actually liked my my dark books right from the beginning um and so so we, we make those kind of assumptions sometimes and you know about what we based on maybe what we read or what what's out there yeah. and it's not always the case and so we can kind of explore both artistically and explore in the market when we're starting out yeah that's good do you have any favorite books that you've written? I definitely have a soft spot for some of the books that I feel kind of broke me out into a new readership just because they sort of maybe struck a chord with people and that feels special to me. Mm-hmm. Early on, that would have been Wanderlust, which was a dark book. And then more recently, like The Pawn and the Endgame Trilogy mm-hmm. would be like that. I do have a soft spot for a book that no one has, you know, I mean, you know, not no one, but the sales are quite low. It's called On the Way Home and it's uh, like a reverse dark romance. Like, Mm. so I, you know, I have a soft spot for that. Well, you know, just every book will kind of be like, oh, like that's what I loved about. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I feel like often our favorites are the ones that don't always sell the best and it is interesting to see what readers are drawn to right and hard to tell as a writer which way to go with that when it's not necessarily your favorite you know yeah so next for you is the next book in the survival of the fittest and evolution of man does that have a series name it doesn't i've been well so i've called it the trust fund duet which really it kind of like a duet and then sort of a spinoff um about um, you know, a, per- a man who will not be named at this time, but <laughs> um, and that will- he who shall not be named, yeah, <laughs> and that will be called um, mating theory. Okay, so let's do a fast five. I will ask questions and you answer off the top of your head. Okay, favorite date night? Um, cuddling in. Nice, saying it. <laughs> Which city do you love most? If we're talking about visiting, definitely New York City. Cake or pie? Cake. Celebrity crush? You know, I'm I'm really terrible and I can't remember his name. And this is the worst example I'm about to give, but he was the fly. Who am I talking oh, about? Oh, Paul Rudd. I love him. <laughs> oh, Jeff Goldblum. I th- I was thinking Ant-Man. I was like, yes. <laughs> oh, no. But the Jeff Goldblum? Yes. Yeah. Old, old school. He's great. <laughs> 
He is great. He's so quirky and funny. Yeah, I just definitely have a thing for geeky guys. So, <laughs> yeah, my buttons just right. So. <laughs> uh, what is the last book you read and loved? Let's see the very last one. Oh, that's going to be tough. You can say any. Okay. <laughs> I love um, everything by Joanna Bourne. She writes historical romance. Oh. And her, it might have been the last, actually, hers might have been the last book that I, I read and loved. The last book in her sort of series. It's like a spy historical series. Okay. And it's so just sort of like clever and subtle and with really, really strong heroines and, you know, heroes who just like admire them so much. And I love it. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I will check it out. <laughs> what do you do when you can't write? I pretty much like to just read all the time. <laughs> yes. If I could, if I could schedule my day, my dream day, it would be, um, 90% reading, while cuddling with my dogs and then 10% writing. And really the way that I most love to come up with book ideas is when I just can't find what I'm looking for and what I'm reading Mm -hmm. and then I'll write, but I'm a reader first. You know, I I would, if the book is there, I'd rather just. (laughs) Same. Yes. I love to read so much. What kind of dogs do you have? Oh, we have, they're all mutts, but there's four of them. Oh, so. Fun. Yeah, they range from a little um, Chihuahua Pomeranian mix Cute. to my um, my dog, who's a she's a pit bull and German Shepherd mix. So she's real big. Oh wow! I bet she's beautiful. She is. And they're all really rowdy and have a good time, but I like it. <laughs> do you live in Texas? Is that right? I do. Have you always lived there? Yes. Yes. I actually was born and raised in Houston, and just went up to Austin for, for college and then came back. So Fun. I like it here. Yeah. The, the heat doesn't bother me at all. So I remember when I, I went to the rare signing in um, Italy this year and uh, people were telling me like, watch out, like you're going to go see the sites, you know, but it's, it's really hot. <laughs> and I thought, wow, this is like breezy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you can put up with Texas heat, then you're set. You yeah. can survive anywhere. <laughs> I feel like you don't have the Texas accent. Um, I, I d- doesn't totally come out unless you need me to speak to a group and then you'll hear me say y'all really loud because I have <laughs> a whole bunch of people without saying it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I think we should sing a song now. We should sing a song? Yes. Okay. I was thinking maybe Need You Now by Lady Antebellum. How do you feel about that one? I could, in fact, look up the words real quick okay. so okay. I don't. <laughs> I will do the same because, yeah, I need help as well. Are you ready? I am. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> it's a quarter after one. I'm all alone and I need you now. I feel like I'm singing by myself. I, I did sing, but I also, I wasn't, I wasn't quite, that's not the lyrics that were on mine. <laughs> oh, you want to just do cor- the chorus? I just, okay, there you were. Okay, sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I, thought, I thought I said, I, yeah, okay. Okay, okay, tell me a starting point again and then I'll do it for real. Okay, all right, let's go. 
It's a quarter after one. I'm all alone and I need you now. Lean into the microphone. Oh, lean into it. Okay, got it. I'm going to start one more time. Okay. It's a quarter after one. I'm all alone and I need you now. Are you singing? I'm not for Can you not hear me? No, I'm wondering if when we sing at the same time, it's cutting out. Oh. Oh. I think maybe so. Okay, how about you start and I will join in and then see okay, if it... I'll okay. Oh, it won't be. Um, okay. It'll be awesome. Yeah, <laughs> but I swear I was singing. I was not leaving you hanging. <laughs> I believe okay. you. Okay, but I'll start. I'll start. Okay. Okay. It's a quarter after one. I'm all alone and I need you now. Yes, yes. Said I wouldn't fall, but I lost control and I need you now. Is that good? <laughs> and I don't know how I can do without. I just need you now. <laughs> yes. We got it. Woo. <laughs> Thank you. Fancy <laughs> Are y'all going to uh, do fancy audio now? Put yes, it together. It'll be beautiful. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks so much for joining me today. It was great to talk to you. Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Where will we be seeing you in the next year or two for signings and such? Oh, well, I am doing the rare that's in um, Paris and in London next year. Ooh. And I'm also doing book bonanza nice so hope to see some of you guys there great okay well thanks again and have a wonderful rest of the day thank you you too. okay bye. bye thanks so much for listening share with all your friends next week see ya